We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime tonight, Nate Green, and also Jacob Cisneros. First, Nate, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Jared. It's, uh, it's an exciting time right now. Playoff baseball is upon us. <laughs> All right, fantastic, fantastic enthusiasm. I really do like it tonight. I think I know why you know your enthusiasm is so high. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Jacob, how you doing, my friend? You've been on Talking Halos with us before, but introduce yourself. Tell us where we can find your work, where we can find you on Twitter, all, all of that fun stuff. Yeah, like you said, uh, my name is Jacob Cisneros. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Jacob Cisneros. I write for Halo Hangout, which is a fan site dedicated to Angels baseball. Yes, Jacob does a fantastic job. Uh, he's gone to a few minor league games with myself and, and absolutely had a blast with him. And he does a fantastic job writing and wanted to get him on because, you know, he knows his stuff and he's very good with, with the Angels. He also, I think, do you still do the, do the Dodgers a little bit? Yeah, um, I also do um, for Dodgers Tailgate. They're another fan site that I write for, and that's um, doing the rivalry stuff, Angels and Dodgers. Yeah, you do you do a fantastic job, Jacob. You just keep doing your thing. So let's just get this out of the way real quick. What's going on, everybody? I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, We'll help get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you'll get all this for only $15 a month, the same rate as other hosting sites would charge you just for the initial setup fee. So whether you're starting from scratch 
or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sporting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. And now, back to Talking Halos. All right, enough with all the introductions. Let's get this show rolling. The season just ended yesterday as you know we're recording it tonight but season just ended yesterday technically uh, angels didn't make the playoffs this has been you know something we've known for a couple of weeks months if you're nate green the whole year and i just kind of want to get you know your guys's perspective a little recap on the season it doesn't need to be a recap i mean you can give one word if you really want to about how the season played out but you know just kind of give you know a little two cents about the season nate i'll start with you yeah, Jared. So, uh, if I were to describe this season, it would be growth. I think this is the first time that we've seen the Angels really, really open up the, the door for some young guys and to find out where we're at with some of these young guys. So, it's good to see the young guys. It's good to see what we have and knowing what's coming off the uh, the payroll, which I know we'll get into a little bit later. So I think that's the biggest thing is this feels like an actual step in the right direction where I don't remember the last time we had that. Yeah, you know, we've talked about it on this show before. The Angels went out and made trades at the deadline. They they got deeper. It seems like they're a little bit deeper on the farm side of things with all the well, the prospects that they brought up. And, and we were able to see a lot of debuts, which depends on which way you want to look at it. It you know, could be good. It could be bad. You know, for for me, I think it's not necessarily a great thing. I think it shows that the Angels are deep, but I think it also shows that the Angels had a bad year, <laughs> if if that makes a lot of sense. And and you know, so be it. it. It is what it is. It was a tough year. We knew coming into it, it might be a little bit of a tough year. You know, wherever the Angels might stand. So, Jacob, give your two cents on the season. It you know doesn't need to be crazy long or anything like that, but just want to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. Um... For me, one word would just kind of be rough or disappointed. I think um, just with a lot of injuries going on, obviously, we, I mean, you guys talked about before, Trout's went down, Rendon's went down. I don't think we need to repeat that. But, like, um, I also agree with Nate. I think there was a lot of growth in the system. You got to see a lot of young guys kind of come up, contribute. And I think that's something that you got to see it from a team standpoint. I mean, they were out of place, so I think they took advantage of that by calling up a few of their young guys. Yeah, I, I kind of like that we kind of have a little bit of differing opinions. I, I think I think that our feelings and a lot of fans' feelings towards this team this year was disappointment. I, I think especially with the way the season started. I mean, you look at, granted, it was the first series of the year, or I guess kind of the way the season opened up, maybe the first month or so. Like you really thought the Angels were gonna have a chance and be in the wild card contention the entire way? Well, at least until Trout went down, and then it was like, well, this is this is gonna be really tough. So, yeah, I, I like the differing opinions. I like that you know there are different ways to think about this, and you know I'm I'm also excited that the Angels ended the season on a win. That's that's something big. I don't know the Angels are usually I feel like end on a win, but it, it just was so much more satisfying knowing that the you know the Mariners weren't going to be in the playoffs and honestly when you look at the Mariners probably didn't deserve to be in the playoffs with a little bit of luck but 
I don't know. You know, it, it was just nice to see the Angels Angels win it at the end. A uh, little note for you guys here. I know that, you know, we all like the MLB draft and everything. The Angels have the 13th overall pick in next year's um, draft. And I was doing a little bit of research on it. Um, Jacob Berry, LSU third baseman, ranked number 13 by um, Prospects Live. They do a fantastic job. If you don't know who they are, go on and on check out all of their stuff. Um, Kumar Rocker, who every Angels fan on earth wanted, except for maybe a couple, you know, Angels fans that might have been smart, depending on who you're talking to, is ranked 29th. And then a former Angels draftee, Spencer Jones, who I think is still a two-way at Vandy, is ranked number 70. So, you know, it's a long time till the draft next year, but, you know, just kind of wanted to throw that one out there. So I don't know if you guys had anything else to say about it about the season. I know it's been a tough season. I know the Angels fans probably don't want to talk about the season unless, you know, it's bashing on the Angels. But, you know, it's really not something that I think that we really like to do is, is bash on the Angels unless there is something really wrong. And I think with all the injuries, I don't think you can really bash on the team. I think that they played fine up until the last three weeks or so, where I understand, like, that's a really tough thing to do when you have a completely different clubhouse on almost a daily basis. <laughs> they probably played with 60 players in the or 40 players in the past like three weeks. So I, I totally understand where they're coming from and, and what it is. But before we get going on to the kind of like our MLB discussion in a sense, do you guys have any other thoughts about the season? You know, yeah, maybe you want to, you know, unload some fury on this podcast. Nate, you got anything for me first? Well, what about you? You got anything? I'm okay. You know, I'm. I'm fine. Like I said, I, I think I've got we've gotten it all out. I'm not frustrated. I'm not. I think it was just a disappointing season. I, that's 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 where I'm at with it. I think that a lot of you know fans were disappointed, but when you look at what the Angels were able to do this year as well, and and actually produce some players from their farm system, which hasn't happened in you know who knows how long, and like meaningful players too, not guys that they picked up off of waivers. I think that that was that was a huge thing. You know these players were drafted. We saw the the Kyle Tylers, the Austin Warrens, the Andrew Wants guys that were drafted by the Angels, you know, come up and play and produce as Angels, which which is is pretty sweet in in my opinion and a good start to in what would be a rebuild per se. Like I think that's a big thing is is young talent that you were able to produce in a rebuild and and everybody's been wanting a rebuild like trade everybody, trade everybody, but you know, you didn't have anybody to trade, and you weren't producing anybody. You know, you you can't really rebuild. So, that, that's that's kind of where I stand on it. Uh, Jacob, any final thoughts with this season? Um, yeah, uh, I think that the last this last series was really, I would say, pivotal to them, just because, I mean, this was like the the first series since maybe the first two weeks of the season where the Angels got to be competitive and really knock out one of their rivals. And so I think that last, this last series against the Mariners kind of was a little proving point to them. I know like I saw on Twitter, like I think Mariners fans were kind of upset that Madden like went that competitive route and used all of their great um, pieces in the bullpen. But yeah, I think maybe this is a little positive point if, anything in the last little series of the season oh yeah 100 percent. like I, I and i was listening to a post game show which i which i normally don't like with with patrick o'neill and gubiza and one of the questions that was asked was would wouldn't you want this team to tank you know and get a better draft pick and, and mark 
and Jose were like absolutely appalled at the question, which is which is fair as former players. But like they brought up a good point that like Joe Madden wants to bring a winning culture to the table. And like you constantly hear Joe Madden say, like, I want to be a winner, I, like or not I want to be a winner, but like I want this team to win, like things about winning. And I think that like that's the big thing with Joe Madden is bringing a winning culture to the table. And, and that's Joe Madden's biggest thing. Like we give Madden a lot of grief for some of the stuff that he, that he does. And, uh, you know, off the record, I think we do that more than on the record, you know, whether it's with bullpen or whether it's with the lineups or, you know, why is Kurt Suzuki batting fourth or why is Jack Mayfield batting second or, you know, like who, why is, Jared Walsh just not batting behind Shohei Itani, like little things like that. But bringing the winning culture into the clubhouse, which I think Joe Madden is really good at, and I think Joe Madden is the only guy that can really stand up to the one person that is in charge, <laughs> per se. Like I, I think that that's a that's a big thing that is going to be brought toward to you know that has been brought to this clubhouse first off, but that is going to be brought into this offseason is, you know, when Joe Madden meets with free agents, because he's going to do that eventually, it's going to be, yo, like, I want to bring a winning ball club to this, to this organ, like, to this fan base. I want to bring winners here, and I, I want, you know, you to be a winner. So I, I think that, you know, if if the players buy into that, because some people might think it's eyewash, and so be it, but I think if the players buy into the the winning atmosphere, that that's that's a huge thing. So yeah, this last series was was huge. So Nate, do you have anything on that? Yeah, and even if the Angels would have lost all three, they would have moved up one draft spot. Big deal. Like you go from thirteen to twelve. So I, I don't really understand why that's even a, a talking point. This isn't the uh, the NFL or the NBA where. You know, you can actually use that one player to make your roster really, really good right away. It's it's the MLB. Like, it's going to take him two, three years before he's ever in the MLB, depending on, you know, who we take, of course. So I, I don't think that that should be as big of a deal in the MLB. But I'm really glad to see they won. Uh, it was big, big series, I, I think, because you, you never want to be the team who lets another – rival a team in your division get into the playoffs so especially a team who nobody else thought was going to be in like if i think if we we asked a bunch of angel fans before the season angels playing the mariners last week of the season you'd probably and one team is playing for a playoff spot you'd probably get most of the mlb saying the angels are playing for the playoff spot oh 100 especially when you look at the lineup the angels put out there you know at the beginning of the season and even the starters and the bullpen that they put out there, you thought that they had a chance to compete at some level. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm with it. I think, you know, we've kind of spent a good amount of time on on this, and we can kind of move forward. So, guys, I kind of asked you, I hinted towards this before the show, that we were going to do some awards predictions, and, and Nate kind of brought this to me a, a day ago or so that we should probably do this. So let's start with, you know, just the simple awards. We don't need to do like gold gloves and such because I don't like doing that much research. But let's start with MVPs. Simple AL is already taken care of, correct? It's going to be Shohei Otani, no doubt. Right, guys? I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we don't even need to ask about the AL. But I think where it gets kind of interesting is the NL. And Jacob, I'll start with you. Who do you think the NL MVP is going to be? You know, that's a tough one. I mean, 
if looking at it just right off the bat, I mean, you have kind of like Tatis Jr., Bryce Harper. Still, like, they didn't really – they didn't get into the playoffs. But I don't know. It, it's tough to not go against – like, kind of against the green. I think actually Bryce Harper, just because of his numbers he's had, um, just kind of looking out off of paper, you know, he hit for some decent average. He had some good power um, um, up there in the league in home runs. And, you know, I think for Harper, I think th- it's kind of a struggle to that. You almost kind of compare him to Mike Trout in terms of not getting into the playoffs but still competing at an MVP level. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you there. I'll, I'll give mine. It's Bryce Harper, I think. I kind of went between Corbin Burns and Bryce Harper, um, but then I thought, like, you know, the pitcher has to be so much more better than the hitter, and, and it just really wasn't that case. I thought Harper and Burns were really, really similar. And you can throw Zach Wheeler in the mix, too, for MVP, I think, and everybody that you said, too, whether it's, you know, Tatis or uh, Juan Soto had a fantastic year or Trey Turner. I, I think that Bryce Harper was just, you know, the best player in, in the NL. So, Nate, I have a weird feeling you agree with us, but go ahead and uh, throw out your opinion. Actually, I am a huge Bryce Harper fan, but I'm going to go off script here. And I'm, I don't think this guy wins it, but if I had a vote, this is who I would give it to. I'm going to go Austin Riley. I think he had a tremendous season. The uh, The Braves were you're looking at them in July, and they were not a playoff team. Uh, second half of the season, he hit over 300. He hit 19 bombs. He just absolutely went off in the second half of the season. He had a tremendous first half of the season. And, like, there were talks of this guy before the season saying, like, okay, the Braves are going to trade for Chris Bryant and maybe move Austin Riley because I don't know if he's good enough. And to see what he put together this season, and I think the big, big reason for me to, to vote for him would be that they made the playoffs. And I know that's not the end of the all, but when you're looking at all the other candidates, it's very, very close between the statistics, and he made the playoffs. So you're one of those guys that kind of disappoints me, Nate, but I'm just kidding. I, I honestly I had to go on and look Austin Riley's numbers up because I think me and Jacob went on more of a advanced approach and looking at war and looking at, you know, WRC plus and such. But when you look at what Austin Riley did with the Braves, I'm in 100% agreement with you. At the very least, I think that he could possibly win comeback player of the year. You know, like when you look at his first two seasons, and I put that in air quotes because he played 80 games in 2019 and 51 in 2020, so he he hasn't really played a full season. But yeah, you know he's really he really came into his own, and and I it's hard to disagree with you in the NL because it could honestly go any direction. Like it, if this could be one of those years where the NL MVP isn't decided by the most first place votes, which I think happened a couple years ago, where it could be decided by second place votes because of how many you know different guys are going to get first place votes in the NL, whether it's, you know, Austin Riley or any of the seven guys that we said. So yeah, I, I honestly, I think it's a coin toss. I, I think, you know, you could, you could pick any one of the guys that we mentioned and I would definitely agree with you. So let's get on to the AL Cy Young. I think we're going to kind of be in, in agreement here though. We might have a little bit of, a little bit of controversy. Nate, I'll start with you here. AL, one more time. Uh, Cy Young. Oh, Robbie Ray wins it in the AL. That's such an old school approach. I, I oh. Jacob, what do you have to say about this? 
Um, I mean, honestly, for the most part, I was always thinking Garrett Cole. I mean, he's been that number one stopping ace for the Yankees, and when you look at the numbers, he's had a very good year. I mean, ERA-wise, you know, innings pitch, he's been the number one guy. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I put Garrett Cole on mine, though I thought really hard about Nathan Evaldi. And honestly, Shohei Otani is going to get some Cy Young love. He might not get a first place vote. He might not get like a top three vote. But it wouldn't surprise me if he got a couple top five votes. And I mean, it's well-deserved for the Shohei Otani. I, I know like, you know, this is an Angels podcast and we need to talk about the Angels. But even if Shohei Otani wasn't an Angel and, and he looked at what he did, not only on the offensive side of things, but the pitching side of things, I think that you would find a way to vote for him when it's all said and done because he just had such a such an amazing year on both sides of the ball like I didn't I I don't think the Cy Young can be voted on based on offensive numbers but the fact that Shohei Otani pitched and also hit like it's only towards his favor so I'm with you Jacob I put Garrett Cole on mine Nate I I feel this weird sense that we're just going old school this entire time and it I don't know it's it might bother me a little bit and I I, I don't know when it comes out at the end of the year, Robbie Ray will be the winner. Just, just wait. He he dominated everything, every single stat. I don't think he lost a single stat. Pitching I, in a tough ballpark, whether it was in Florida or in Toronto, pitching in one of the toughest divisions. I, I don't know. It's a. I don't disagree with you. I think it's I think it's Cole or Robbie Ray. I I really do. I don't think that Evaldi's really in the mix, though he had a fantastic year. I. I don't think anybody else is really in in that mix. Uh, he also points for him. He also pitched with the tightest pants in baseball. So <laughs> hey, Walker Bueller wants to uh, disagree with you, dude. Robbie Ray's pants are incredibly tight. Like I mean, I wore some tight pants when I played, and, and you know it was it was pretty tough to do that. But man, like Robbie Ray, I don't know how he could possibly do it. Like I. I Whatever you know that that, but just more points to him because he's pitching in that type tight of pants. <laughs> so I, I guess maybe he does win the the Cy Young if if people are looking at that. So let's move on to the NL. I'll start with this one. I, I think I almost put him as my MVP, but I said it before. Carbon Burns. I think he was just too amazing with the Brewers. Though Zach Wheeler has a legitimate case, and I think that that's kind of those two guys that we'll be kind of arguing about. So Nate, what do you got here? I really wanted to go with Zach Wheeler, but I want to disappoint you again because it's so much fun. And he is my favorite pitcher in baseball, so he, he gets a little bit of extra love there. But it's Max Scherzer. I think what what you saw him do in the second half of the season, it, it almost replicates the Jake Arrieta from, what was that, five, six years ago. It was ridiculous to see. I know he had a rough last start, but um, Mac, Max pitched tremendously, and I think He's going to continue to pitch tremendously. I don't disagree with you. Like, okay, yeah, again, Max Scherzer could totally do it. Like, oh, these these awards are really tough. Like, I, I think that we all kind of had this issue. Like, we kind of went down, up and down, fan graphs or baseball reference, whatever we looked at. And, you know, it was just, altogether, I think it was just kind of tough with the players. So, Jacob, who do you got here with the, what do we got, NL Cy Young? Yeah, um, NL Cy Young, I... I don't know. I know wins are kind of like that kind of stat that no one really wants to like look at or really values anymore. But um, I'm going with a different Dodger um, who might actually get some votes. Julio Urias. 
Um, I think he was the only National League starter to get 20 wins this season. So that's, I mean, hats off to him. And, you know, he's been a quality pitcher for the Dodgers. I think really out of all, like, obviously the Dodgers have amazing pitching going with Scherzer, Bueller, Kershaw. I think Urias is one that kind of gets lost in there. 100%. I had him on my fantasy team. Just He was my Cy Young on my fantasy team. Just want to throw that out there. But, yeah, again, another name that I, you know, a lot of people probably aren't necessarily looking at. You look at the bigger names. But Urias had a fantastic year. I mean, you could throw Bueller in the mix. Man, that Dodgers rotation is is something else. And that, that's a scary team going into the postseason. That is for sure. So let's move on to, in my opinion, the, the toughest. I, I thought, you know, that the Cy Young and MVP were tough. Man, the rookie of the years are extremely tough. And, and me and Nate were talking about this off the record before. It's it's so difficult because you can honestly pick from like 30 different players and I, I we wouldn't disagree with you. So, Nate, I'm, I'm intrigued to see who you have for the AL Rookie of the Year. Okay, I, I think Wander wins it just because of... The name, just because number one prospect and, and everything that goes around with him, I think that's who wins it. Uh, if I had a vote, I, I would vote for Emmanuel Classe. I, I think what he was able to put together was unbelievable, um, was basically a lights-out reliever. And I think he'd be the first reliever since Neftali Feliz, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, I, I think Wander wins it. Yeah, again, see, like, you could definitely easily pick Wander Franco. And, again, wouldn't disagree with you at all. I, and then you bring in Class A, and I'm like, okay, yes, 100%. He was the, he was one of the best relievers in, in baseball. And when you look at war, I think that's kind of a tough thing to do with relievers because their war is going to be so much lower. But he almost put up the same war as some of the other rookies did. So I'm not going to at all disagree with you on, on that one. Jacob, who do you got for the AL Rookie of the Year? Um, like you said, this one's really a tough one. There's so many good rookies out there for the American League. Um, for me, I'm going with Shane McClanahan. Um, I believe he is eligible with the Tampa Bay Rays. I know, like, I, again, like, the Rays find some way to produce these guys. I'm, I know, like, like Nate said, it's probably Wander Franco, like, is the big name I think everyone's watching, but... Shane McClanahan, I think, does deserve some love. He pitched over 100 innings. And, I mean, with a team like that, with the Rays going in there, you know, like being his um, rookie year, I think no one really kind of expected that out of some rookie. So um, I, I think he's really proven himself, and I think he's very gearing up for the postseason. The Rays produce stupidly. It's it's insane. And we just went Rays sweep here because I picked Randy Arozarena. Just And he should still be a rookie again. I, I, it's it's tough sometimes to figure out who is qualified as a rookie, but you know, Wander is for sure a rookie. Uh, actually, you pick Class A for for, um, for years, but yeah, it, 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 if you bet on the Rays to win Rookie of the Year, uh, that wouldn't surprise me in the least bit. And they are unbelievable. I feel like the Rays are are winning Rookie of the Year every single year. So let's get on the NL Rookie of the Year. I'll start it off. Just throw the name out there. Jonathan India, Cincinnati Reds, I think he had a fantastic year. And I'm, again, intrigued to see where you guys go with this. So, Jacob, who do you got for NL Rookie of the Year? Um, yeah, I actually have to agree with you, Jared. I think Jonathan India um, with the Reds, you know, I think with the Reds kind of being out of it, I, you know, it, it really, he, he stood out to me. And 
he's just been like a solid bat in the lineup for them. Um, he showed some power, showed a little bit of speed, and I think he's really that kind of that whole package for them. Definitely. So, Nate, what do you got? Yeah, I think this is the easiest award to give away, and it's Shantan India. It's I think he win, he'll win it by a landslide. Yeah, and for me, I don't know if it's a landslide. India had a great year and and probably deserves Rookie of the Year. As I'm trying to pull this up right here, Trevor Rogers was also a rookie, if I'm not mistaken, for Miami, and he yes, had he yeah he had a fantastic year there as well. I mean, if you want to look at Fangraphs WAR, he was just as good as Jonathan India um, WAR wise. I know he was on the Marlins and he was seven and six, and but he had a two six four ERA this season in 133 innings. So in a sense, he was basically Shohei Otani on the mound. You know, like I think that that's a that's a fair comparison, and, and people are going to hate me for for that comp, but let's just kind of move on to the next and and again a pretty tough award I think for us to give out. I don't you know I don't know if it's a huge deal, but I think that it's a tough award. So let's start with AL Manager of the Year. I think we're all we may all go to the same team here. We may all go different teams, but Nate, let's start with you. Who do you got for or for Manager of the Year? Okay, now, the guys that I've been thinking about giving it here, I don't like them uh, as managers. I don't like their teams. I, I want to lean Scott Service just because of, of what we talked about, them not being expected to be here. But i got to go Alex Cora. I think that the what he, what we, what he was able to do this year, um, go back from a team that, looked lost last year they were definitely out of sync with uh, when he was not at the helm so I, I think he wins it just because of what he was able to do I know he tried to choke it away and, but he is getting to host the playoff game which is uh, I think a big deal for a team that had a lot of holes to fill Chris Sale didn't pitch until late July he did a really good job is that Alex Cora with an asterisk next to it or okay that was yes, I'm sorry I said I didn't like him I mean, it's hard. I know. I I'm just messing with you. I I that was our team coming into the year. It was like, well, don't keep, don't you know, don't ever vote out the Red Sox. They have a very interesting team. Their pitching is decent. They're going to get one of the best pitchers in baseball back. So I can totally see Alex Cora. I went with, and this was again a, t- a tough choice for me because I didn't want to give it to Scott Service, but I did because. The Jays made a lot of off-season moves, and I thought that you know those moves meant that they were actually trying to compete. Whereas you look at the Mariners, and they were kind of sellers in a sense. Like we knew that they were going to bring up some dudes that were going to be kind of interesting. Like Julio Rodriguez didn't make a debut, but you know he's an absolute stud. We saw Clinic come up, Logan Gilbert came up. Like we saw them try to compete, but there was no way that you know, anybody thought that they were going to be a, a postseason team. And then on top of that, like a 90-win team. And then on top of that, you also said it at the beginning of the show that, you know, if the Angels and Mariners were playing at the end of the year and one of those teams was going to be bidding for a playoff spot, you thought it was going to be the Angels, but it was actually the Mariners. So I think that, you know, those reasons, Scott Service deserves it. And I air quote deserves it because I don't think managers do a lot, but... So be it. So, Jacob, who do you got? Um, 
both of you guys had great answers, Scott Service um, and then Alex Cora, both of them both deserving, but um, I think I might get a little hate as well. I think I'm going to go with the Astros' Dusty Baker. I know um, the Astros were, you know, the team that everyone hated coming into the season. They had a huge target on their back, and 2020, they didn't, the fans didn't, you know, get to have their say into what, like, how they really felt. So this season was finally the season they got to do it, and I think there was a lot of pressure with them just because of the whole cheating scandal, and they just went out there and left it all on the field, and, you know, they kind of proved them that, you know, they're still here to come. Yeah, again, another team where, you know, you 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 ask at the beginning of the season, are the Astros the best team in the AL West? Yeah, probably. But who could be the team that falls apart in the AL the the most? Or, yeah, the most? I, it would have been the Astros as well because you didn't know how they were going to handle every fan on God's green earth just absolutely ripping into them and no other, like no stadiums really caring about it because they were so hated. Yeah, that 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 was 100% it. So let's try to make this last one a quick one. We'll go with the NL Manager of the Year. I'll just you know say it right now. I think we're all probably in agreement. Gabe Kapler for me. Nate, what do you got? Yeah, Gabe Kapler will win it. I would have voted for Council, but Gabe Kapler will win it. Yeah, Council, Council was this next closest for me, but Kapler Kapler's going to win it. There was no reasonable, you know, way that the Giants were going to be a playoff team at the beginning of the year, but for some reason they won the most games in baseball, what, 107 games or something like that? Like, unheard of, like, yeah, I don't know, this that team, I don't even know how far that team's going to go in the playoffs, they could possibly win it all or or not, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm in agreement with there with you, so Jacob, what do you got? Yeah, um, it's a clean sweep, I think <laughs> Gabe Kalper with the Giants, um, like you guys said, it was... Um, an unbelievable season with what the Giants did, and I'm pretty sure they're going to keep going in the postseason. But, yeah, Gabe Kapler, I know he got a lot of hate when he was with the Phillies, and now he's with the Giants, and it's like night and day between the different teams. Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I don't know what the difference was between Philly and and San, or, uh, San Francisco, but it's a huge difference. So, final thing, let's... I want you guys to give me a World Series winner. I'll start it off. I think the Yankees are winning the World Series. I, I don't know why, but that's just my gut feeling. Nate, what do you got? You can't steal my answer. I knew we were going to go the same thing. Well. All right. Jacob, who do you got winning the World Series? Um, I'm going to have to say Tampa Bay Rays. I I really like their club, and you know I think they got a little something to prove after 2020. Yeah. I This is one of those playoffs where any team could win it. I mean, the Dodgers are going to be really tough, but... I think there isn't a team that stands out above the rest, per se. Like, I mean, the Rays. It could be Dodgers-Rays in the World Series for all we know, but I just don't know if there's really a you know a, a team that really sticks out all that much. So, final what thing that... Team you have what do you got? What NL team do you have in, since we all went AL teams? Oh, you're really going to make me do that? I haven't thought about it that much. Um... Probably the Dodgers, honestly. Like, if it was Yankees, Dodgers, that that wouldn't surprise me in in the least bit. So, final thing that I kind of really wanted to do, because this is going to get really interesting down the road here, is with the Angels 40-man. I think that they have about 47, 48 guys on it right now. And there are quite a few guys that will be 
know, going to be free agents or going to be traded and, and such like that. But I honestly just kind of wanted to go down the Angels 40-man roster as it stands right now and figure out, you know, where these players are going to go. So I'm just going to go alphabetical order straight down the 40-man and just kind of say whether they're going to start in AAA, whether they're going to start on the major in the major league team or if they're, you know, going to be traded or if they're going to be re-signed. We're going to get into a little bit of conversation about a couple of these guys, but I think for the most part these guys are are kind of self-explanatory. So we'll start with Joe Adele who's going to start on the major league team. Right, guys? I agree. Definitely. I agree as well. Okay. So not getting traded. Luke Bard released or what do we got? Non-tendered. Non-tendered. Jacob, we go with that one. Yeah, definitely. I don't know what his injury is, but yeah. I think he had uh, I think he had Tommy John or something along the lines of that. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, Franklin Barreto, who also had Tommy John this year, an interesting name to say the least. Does he start on the major league team, Nate? He has to, or he won't be on the forty man. I believe he's out of options. Yeah. Um, I I think he gets I think he gets released or traded. I Jake. don't think he will be on an angel. I'm sorry. Jacob? Yeah, I'm going to go with Nate here. I think he gets released. I think the Angels have found their depth, and I think Barreto was just that depth piece for him. Okay. Jaime Brea, an interesting name here. I'm going to say that he starts in the Angels' bullpen. Nate? I hope that's the case. I hope if he's in the rotation, that means we didn't do a good job in the, in the offseason. So, yeah, I agree. Do we need to say anything about Dylan? Actually, sorry, I didn't get to Jacob here. Jacob, uh, Jaime Brea? Yeah, um, I. it's really tough for me because I know you guys both put him in the bullpen. Um, I'm actually going to have him in the starting rotation, probably a fifth or sixth man, but that's about it. Yeah, that that's uh, if the Angels don't sign any starters, I could definitely see that happening. So Dylan Bundy, he's not going to be back in Angel Red, correct? I think it's a, it's a group decision here that I'm speaking for. Correct. Okay. Another interesting name here, Griffin Canning. I think there's two options for him. I don't think he starts in AAA. I think he's either traded or he's in the major league rotation. Guys, going to agree with me on that one? I'll start with Jacob on this. Um, I, I don't think he's going to get traded. I think he's going to stay in the minors. I think he still has stuff to prove down there. And um, Hopefully, it's, I don't know whether it's mechanically for him, but I think that they're going to stick with him and see if they can get him right. That works for me. Nate? I think he's traded. I think he's... Uh... There's going to be a team who needs pitching, who who needs young pitching, who's going to be one to give up, get him in return, like the Reds or the Rockies. I'm uh, not in disagreement with you either on that one. Next name, Steve Ciszek, had a pretty good year as the Angels, as an Angels reliever. I'd say that he is going to be a free agent. I don't think the Angels are bringing him back, but if the Angels were to get a lot of depth, I wouldn't mind seeing him come back on maybe a minor league type of deal. Nate, I'll start with you on this one. Yeah, minor league deal, but I don't think so. I think he gets picked up by somebody and gets at least a spring training invite from a competitive team like the Angels. Red Sox. Okay, that's fair. Jacob. Um. Yeah, I don't see him. I don't see him making it with the Angels. I think he gets cut. I just don't see it working out. I know he had a decent year with them, but I just think there's too many other pieces. We can expand a little bit on this next name because I think it's kind of an interesting. Um, topic, Alex Cobb. Nate, I'll start with you. This one's tough for me. I, I really, 
I really would like to see them re-sign Alex Cobb. Obviously, it's got to be a team-friendly deal, but I, I think he signs elsewhere. I think somebody is going to be really, really desperate to sign starting pitching, and they're not going to get a big name. I think you look at the Phillies, who don't want to spend a ton of money, um, and they just missed the playoffs. So I think you're going to look at a team like that, and Alex Cobb's going to end up signing for more money than the Angels are willing to give him. Can agree with that. Jacob? Um, yeah, just like Nate said, this is a tough one. Um, for me, I think if he signs with the Angels, that's going to be the Angels didn't do enough with starting pitching. But I do want to see him come back. I think he had a great season with the Angels, and I think he figured himself out when he went to um, drive line to help him pitch better. Definitely, and it's going to be interesting to see. I could see the Angels not bringing him back just because they sign or trade a lot of guys. I could also see them bringing him back because he's the only pitcher that the Angels were able to bring back. Like, I I don't know. I'm kind of stuck in the middle there. It'll be interesting to see who's linked to the Angels this offseason. I know there's been a lot of names already mentioned. So, yeah, it'll, it'll just be kind of interesting down the road. So, Cooper Criswell, I think he's a name that you might be able to sneak through uh, like a DFA if you absolutely needed to. But again, we saw him start. We saw him in some type of a bullpen role. I think that he starts the season in AAA. I think that you guys would probably a- agree with me. Right, Jacob? Yeah, um, definitely. I think Chris Wall was one of those guys that kind of just rushed up a little too quick with some of the injuries. But um, I think he still has stuff to prove. And yeah, we'll see him in the minors. Nate? I think he starts in AAA. I think he gets DFA'd and nobody picks him up. I can see that happen as well. Another interesting name here that I don't know where to put him either because I think that he has a promising future, but I'm not 100% sure where he fits. Uh, let's go with Reed Detmers. I'm interested to know you know, if they think about trading him, if they think about putting him in the rotation next year. I know Madden came out and said that he thinks he needs a little bit more time, if I'm not mistaken. So, Nate, let's start with you. Where does Detmers what does Detmers start, or where and how? And I, This is kind of an interesting conversation, I think, with Detmers. This is going to be one of the tougher names to talk about, just because um, if the Angels do want to make a trade, like whether it's a Luis Castillo, it's a Herman Marquez, it's, you, you know, you can name a, a couple other guys. He's going to be the first guy that gets brought up. It's not going to be Joe Adele. It's not going to be Brandon Marsh. It's going to be Reed Detmers. And um, I, I think that, the Angels are a little scared about missing out on on getting a, a big time pitcher this year. It seems like uh, Perry is really really aggressive, and that's what he wants is pitching. So I could I could see him getting traded. I hope he starts a year in AAA. I think it would be a mistake to trade him unless you're getting an elite dude. I, I don't want to see them go get a number four starter for him. Yep, I agree with you on that one, Jacob. What do you got? Yeah, um, I got to agree with you guys on that one. I think Reed Detmers, I'd rather see him in AAA in some sort of way just to kind of get some time um, in his, under his belt. But I also wouldn't mind seeing him try to crack the starting rotation for the Angels. I think that if the Angels get like a big-time free agent that maybe kind of can mentor him, maybe like a left-hander, but maybe like Robbie Ray or something like that, um, I think he could do well under some yeah, 100%. I, I'm with you on that. I think that it's very similar to like bringing, a, bringing in a Clayton Kershaw because I think they're very similar at the beginning at the beginning of their careers. 
So I, I'm intrigued to see what they decide to do with Detmers this offseason and if he's still with the team come opening or um, spring training in February. I think Jonathan Diaz is in the same category as Cooper Criswell, so we really don't need to talk about him. David Fletcher is going to be the Angels' starting second baseman. Hopefully, Nate, start with you on David Fletcher. He's starting at second, yes or no? Yes. Okay. Not starting at shortstop, right, Jacob? Um, I don't know. That one's a difficult one. I he really, like you said, David Fletcher, you can put him anywhere on the field. Um, I don't know. I might have him at second base. That's fair. I more meant that there's actually going to be a shortstop that the Angels bring in, (laughs) which is something that I think we'll see moving forward. So next name on the list is Dexter Fowler. He's a free agent coming up, though I would love to see the Angels bring him back as maybe like a coach, except for he's also only 36, so he may still want to play. Would you guys kind of agree with me on that? I'll start with you, Nate. I think he gets a minor league deal. I think he's the one Lagar for the Angels this offseason. Uh, I think he'd be willing to take it coming off the uh, the ACL injury. And I think he just loves Joe Madden. I think that's probably been his favorite manager to play for. So I think he gets a minor league free agent deal with the Angels, not on the 40-man. That's fair. And I, I'm I'm all for bringing him back, like, like I just said. I think that he's a good clubhouse guy, and I'm for a minor league deal. Jacob? Um, Got to agree with you guys. I think Fowler, after that injury for him, I think he has a little bit to prove. So it won't be that expensive for him. I think he starts maybe in the minors, works his way up, and then, like you guys said, good clubhouse guy, and we'll see what happens with him. Next name is Phil Gosselin. The goose is loose. I would assume he stays around for some type of depth. I think that he's not a free agent quite yet. I think he still has got another year. So I'm assuming that Gosselin will still be around come next spring. Right, Jacob? Yeah, um, I think, you know, the goose is loose. I think um, fans kind of got a little treat with that one. But um, definitely he's a depth piece. And going back to Franklin Barreto, I think he's one of the reasons why they don't bring back Barreto. Definitely. So, Nate, I think you're kind of in agreement with us there. Yes, I think there's way too many other guys you can TFA, and there's going to be a lot of 40-man roster spots available. He'll stay. Definitely. There are a lot of names on this list as I'm kind of scrolling up and down. Just just going to let you all know that. So next three names here I think are pretty self-explanatory, though Junior Garrett does have another year of eligibility, I, though I think they all get non-tendered. That's Junior Guerra, Jimmy Herget, and James Hoyt. We all agree that those guys are probably not going to be back next year. Non-tendered, all three. Jacob? Um, same here. Yeah, non-tendered all three. Perfect. Next name, kind of an interesting name here, Rysel Iglesias. I'm saying the Angels qualifying offer him, and he accepts it. Nate, are you in agreement with me? I, I don't think they qualifying offer him just because that number is going to be stupid high for a closer, and you don't even like closers, so ironic. But I think they do bring him back. I think he gets about a three- to four-year deal with the Angels, and I think he is priority number one of all the Angel free agents. That is very fair. Jacob, what do you got to say about Rysel Iglesias? Yeah, I see him. Um, the, the Angels got to extend him somehow. They got to offer him um, the money. I think one of the reasons why they didn't really extend him, I think he's going to go into free agency just to kind of test the water, see where his market's at, but... He's been a top-notch closer for the Angels, and I think that was one of the reasons why they didn't trade him. 
Okay, I'm going to package these three names up together here. I just want AAA or in the majors for these next three guys. Uh, you know, say it individually, of course, but Jansen Junk, Jose Marte, Packy Naughton. I'll go AAA, majors, AAA. Nate, what do you got? I think AAA, 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 and I think Packy Naughton's the first guy to get called up when there's a starting pitching injury. I think Marte could use a little bit more seasoning. That's fair. I, I like that. Jacob? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Nate here. Triple A, Triple A, Triple A. Although, um, in terms of players, I would probably go Jansen Junk being the first one up. Juan Lagares, he is not coming back, correct? Guys, we're kind of in agreement with that? Yeah. Jacob? Yeah, got to yeah, okay. agree with that one. Brandon Marsh, I got a question here for you guys on this name. Where is he starting in the outfield next year? Nate? I think he's. I think he starts the year as a platoon guy with Justin Upton. That's fair, Jacob. I think he starts on left field. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Upton. I would want to see what the answer is with Upton, but I'd see him starting center field if Upton's not there. Perfect. Mike Myers, Nate. I'm not in tender. Jacob. Um. For cheap, I see if you could extend him. You know, he's been a good setup man for the Angels. I like Mike Myers in a role where he's not in a high leverage situation. So if you're able to bring in, you know, a lot of relievers that you trust in high leverage situations, absolutely bring him back as, as some good depth. If not, the Angels have an interesting, you know, situation with him if they're going to non, non-tender him or not. Um, guys, we're in the same vote with Jack Mayfield as Phil Gosselin, correct? I don't think he comes back. I think he gets DFA'd four more times this offseason. All right, that's not fair. But, Jacob? Um, I do see him getting extended. Um, you know, something cheap, maybe just a short contract. He's been good for the Angels so far. Shohei Otani, I don't think we need to say anything about him. Um, let's see. These next three guys will kind of go AAA or the majors. Oliver Ortega, Jose Quijada, AJ Ramos. I'm going to go AAA, AAA, and released. Nate? I agree. All three the exact same. AAA, AAA, released. I like that. Jacob? Um, yeah, I agree. AAA, AAA. With, funny with AJ Ramos, I see him release. Got to see him in person, and it was kind of weird. He gave up like back to back walks, just didn't find a strike zone. Yeah, he's an interesting name. He was once a really good reliever and kind of would have been interesting. to. I thought he might be up a little bit quicker with all the Angels' woes, but at the same time, I'm glad we got to see some other guys instead of him. So Anthony Rendon, I think that's simple. Interesting name here. Actually, we'll go with these next four names because I think they can be kind of put together in the same category. Luis Renifo, Chris Rodriguez, Jose Rojas, and Patrick Sandoval. I just want to hear AAA or majors on, on these next guys. So, Jacob, who do you got? Luis Renifo, Chris Rodriguez, Jose Rojas, and Patrick Sandoval. I'm going to say AAA, AAA. The, um, I think what were the other two? I know Patrick Sandoval. I think he does find the starting rotation, maybe just bullpen depth. And Jose Rojas. Um, Jose Rojas, I, I think AAA as well. Perfect. I think Renifo's starting in the majors. Rodriguez is 
starting in the bullpen, though if they want to start him, he'll be in AAA. Jose Rojas, I'm going to guess, might get DFA'd. I'm not 100% sure. And Patrick Sandoval has earned a starting job, in my opinion. So that's just kind of where I stand. No matter who they bring in, Sandoval's starting. So, Nate? Traded big leagues in the pen. Triple A, probably not like probably DFA, but still in Triple A with Rojas and that. I think Sandoval's in the rotation. Yep. Uh, Sam Selman, kind of an interesting name. I think he's a Triple A guy. I don't think we really need to go into detail about him. Max Stassi's starting behind the plate. I don't think we have any objections with that. Interesting name here, Jose Suarez. Where is he starting? Nate, I'll start with you. Personally, for me, I would. I think he's best suited for a long relief bullpen role. I think he's got some control issues, which would make for a really tough starting pitcher. So I would start in the big leagues and the bullpen. I think he's earned the number six spot. However, I think that I'm I'm in agreement with you. I like him in the bullpen. So Jacob, what do you got? Um, I'd actually rather see him in AAA. I think he has a lot of potential as a starter. We've seen that um, Joe Madden even kind of hinted that he might come back in the starting rotation, but I think if they, it depends on what they do in free agency. I'd just rather see him in AAA as a starter. I don't disagree with you. I can definitely see that happening. Next name, I think is pretty easy. Kurt Suzuki, I don't think he's coming back unless we have any objections with that. Matt Thice, I'm going to guess, starts in AAA, stays in AAA, or gets traded. Does anybody disagree or, you know, want to, you know, I don't know, make an argument for Matt Thice? Nate? Uh, I think he gets traded. Jacob? I think he wins the um, backup catching job. Um, uh, if they DFA or release Kurt Suzuki or just don't sign Kurt Suzuki, they're going to need that backup catcher. I, I kind of like that bold prediction, too. I, I think that they like him there because he's caught a lot, so... Uh, do I have to bring up Mike Trout? I think he's playing center field. I think that you know he's going to win the MVP next year. I don't think uh, any of us have any objections. Interesting couple last names here. You know before we get going, Kyle Tyler. Again, interesting name. I, I think that he's in the Angels bullpen. However, I could also see him getting traded for, you know, in in a bigger package as well. So Nate, what do you got on Kyle Tyler? Yeah, I, I would love to to see him in the Angels bullpen. I think he gets traded because it feels like Perry is very active. I agree with you there. Jacob, what do you got? Um, yeah, I either see him getting traded or maybe just bullpen depth. Justin Upton. This is a tough one for me, for sure. I, I don't know why this is tough, but you know the trade bubble has all of a sudden started creeping around Justin Upton. And I don't know what a trade bubble is, but I kind of just made that up and it sounded good. So, Jacob, what do we see with Justin Upton, do we think? Um, I mean, I kind of have to do something with him because I said Marsh was going to be starting left field. So, I think you trade him. I know it's a shoot, like that contract, you got to do something with him. But if it comes down to just a desperate need for starting pitching, I think they do just a bad contract swap with another team. Yeah, I, I could totally see him going to like San Francisco for Johnny Cueto. I don't even know if Johnny Cueto has any years left or anything like that, but that's always been a trade that it was like, well, you know, the Angels need a pitcher, the the Giants 
don't need Justin Upton really, but heck, I mean, bad contract for bad contract. Maybe teams start playing, players start playing differently. So, Nate, Justin Upton. I know you want him traded, but... Yeah, yeah, I want him traded. But (laughs) I don't think anyone is dumb enough to take him. I I think that um, his contract is huge. The only way that he gets traded, in my opinion, is if they do a salary floor. If they have a salary floor of $100 million, every team has to spend $100 million, Justin Upton will be a hot, hot trade ticket. If they do not have a floor, I don't see him getting traded. That's fair. So the next two names that I kind of want to bring up, Andrew Wants and Austin Warren, I think they kind of fall in the same category. I think they're both major leaguers to some degree. I think that they're both in the bullpen next year. Nate? I think Warren starts in the pen. I think Wants is a triple-A guy. Um, but, again, very, very close to being a big league. Jacob? Um, I'm going to say both in the bullpen. They pitched absolutely great um, for the Angels this season, and I'd rather see them in middle relief, maybe set up. Yep, I'm in agreement there with you. I, I skipped over Chad Wallach. I think that you know he is what he is. He's, he's going to be a AAA player for the Angels. Jared Walsh is going to be the Angels' first baseman, though it wouldn't surprise me if they decided to bring in a righty to play first base as well or found a righty somehow. I, I don't think you guys would disagree with me. Keen Wong is another name that is going to be another fringe up-and-down guy. I could see them DFAing him, but I think that if he gets DFA'd, he gets picked up because he is you know, a young, athletic player that can play a lot of positions. Um, Hector Yawn, I could see them DFAing him. I don't think we have any disagreements on that one. The last name that I want to bring up, probably the most interesting name on this list, Taylor Ward. I think that he is a legitimate major leaguer. I know a lot of you know fans have kind of thought the ship has sailed with Taylor Ward, but he could be a very good piece that could play multiple, multiple positions for the Angels. So, Jacob, I'll let you finish with, with Ward. What do you got? Um, yeah, I don't really know. I'd probably see him in AAA, but I think it's more of a question of what do they really want to get out of him because I know, like, he did a little bit of catching. He's still doing some outfield, maybe some infield, but I just want to see where the Angels really want to do with him. Nate? Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing to, to find out is where do the Angels want Taylor Ward to play? Do they want him to be a catcher? Do they want him to be a utility guy that just plays all over the place? I think there's going to be a team out there who sees Taylor Ward as a guy who could hit 25 to 30 bombs and really be a difference maker. A hint, hint, Oakland, because they love those type of guys. I, I think somebody just gives them an offer that they can't refuse, and Taylor Ward gets traded. Yeah, I mean, Taylor Ward's been a hot commodity for a while. I'll, I'll, I won't be the first one to say that because I know that's already been put out there, but Taylor Ward's been a hot commodity in the trade world for a while. I know that there have been teams that have asked about him, and there will be teams that always ask about him. So, guys, this podcast went really long, but I want to get final thoughts from you guys. And, again, tell Jacob thank you. So, Jacob, you got any final thoughts for the season, this off season? I, I mean, anything in particular? And then also, you know, tell us where we can find your work, where we can, you know, find you on Twitter, all that fun stuff. Yeah, um... The season was definitely a long one. It felt even longer just with the injuries. Um, I went 
to one game this season with my girlfriend. It was her first time. It was a great experience. But, yeah, other than that, there wasn't really much hope in terms of just overall season other than the final series with the Mariners. And, yeah, you can catch me um, at underscore Jacob Snow. So on Instagram and Twitter, writing for um, Halo Hangout, Dodgers Tailgate with the Dodgers, and then Student Union Sports for all the other stuff. Yes, go follow Jacob if you don't already. Go check out all his work. He does a fantastic job. I can't talk him up enough. Nate, any final thoughts? No, I, I'm just excited for the playoffs to get going. It's going to be a really fun postseason. Like you said, it actually feels like it's anyone's game right now, and there's not really a favorite, which I think makes it more fun, but that's just me. Yes, it's going to be a blast of a, uh, of a postseason, and it's going to be a really fun and interesting offseason. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Jacob, thank you for coming on again. You will definitely have to come on again. I know this podcast went extremely long. I was thinking about making it too, but you know, we, we just started rolling and, and just had a lot of fun talking baseball. And again, my final thoughts, the Angels have a lot to work with this offseason, but they have a lot, a, lot, a lot of work to do, but I'm excited. So guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you could, go follow us on all of our social medias. You can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims. Jacob already said his. And Nate, you can follow him on Twitter at NateGreen34. You can go complain to him. I know nobody ever does, but go complain to him because it's Nate. So, guys, thank you so much, and have a great rest of your day. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.